And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. Here's a question. Would you do something that had a 50% chance of failure? Well, did you know that Close to 50% of all marriages end in divorce, and the average marriage only lasts about eight years. Now, even worse, the second time around. That's somewhere between 60 and 70%. So why bother? I mean, you know, we're social creatures, and we do need people in our lives, and that is really what makes life worth living. So we're in a series right now called Jumpstart Your Life. And we're going to talk about jumpstarting your relationships. Now, if you're married, you don't have to be one of those divorce statistics. You can ignite your relationship and you can have an exciting relationship with your spouse, your significant other, and even other people in your life to live a more fulfilling and positive life. Now, on today's podcast, we have a two-for-one special. Our guests today is a power couple. They're going to talk to you about jumpstarting your relationship. So let's welcome my friends, Yamil and Casey McBride. Guys, welcome to the podcast today. Hey, everyone. I'm Casey. Hey, guys. I'm Jamile. Oh, that's how you say it. Jamile. Yes. Okay. I've been pronouncing it wrong all these years or all these <laughs> months. Yes, I know. That's crazy. So you should have corrected me. You're going to correct us now on this fallacy about relationships because at the beginning, you know, 50-50, I mean, you know, those aren't great odds. So we need to figure out how to make those odds better in our favor. So that's what you guys are going to chat about today. So tell me a little bit about yourself and about your relationship and how you came to work with people in this particular topic. Yang, you want to tell them about where we met? Yeah, where we met, I was a very firm believer. And like, if you go to the club, you're only going to really meet either one women that just want you to buy drinks or two, it's like basically a one night stand. I was like, you're, I'm never going to find like my soulmate or someone that I could really have a long-term relationship with. And sure enough, one of the nights that I had went, I actually ended up chasing Jamile around the room, around the dance floor and just continued to pursue her. And she kept trying to get me to be with other people, even to be with my friend that I was there with that, that would later be my best man in the wedding. But eventually I just kept pursuing and finally got my dance at the end of the night and also got her number. And like you, Tony, I struggled with her name. I went to a, when I went back home and went to work and went to a guy that was like Hispanic and I'm like, how do you say this name? And he's like, uh, it's like Ja, Ja Mile. So then I like kept practicing it, practicing it. And then the next week we went on another date and I was all excited. And she called me and so, or texted me and was like, uh, I'm sick. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to go to the movies. I went to the movies and about halfway through, she sends a text, Hey, you want to meet up? And I'm like, sure. So, for me at the time, movies were like everything. I loved movies. I'd go to the movies as many times as I could because I just enjoyed 
the movies and actually the movie that i was in was alien versus predator and i walked out of it right in the middle of it to go meet her about uh 45 minutes away and once i seen her it was like oh my god it's a miracle you're healed you were sick and now you're fine but i'll never forget like walking up to her at that of where we were at at the club and just seeing it was almost like a movie in the sense of like her hair was blowing it was just this cool breeze and she had on like they call it chanclas which is flip-flops and i don't know from that moment on it was like it was a done deal and i love the way that he came out of alien versus predator which is the story of our lives which is what we thought was the demise of our relationship was actually the very essence of what we do now the yin yang power couple our total opposites like i know people can't see but like we are totally opposite he is six years younger he is hot as heck i don't know if i could swear on here but just that whole like quietness you know the very thing that drew me to him was the thing that was going to be part of statistics years later that we wanted to separate because we were like what were we thinking going into this relationship with someone that's totally different and so we both came out of relationships that abandoned us. And so we had some serious work to do and we didn't know what it was. So we thought it was an external work. We thought it was, we were supposed to attack each other. We thought a lot of stuff because of the beliefs that we grew up in religion, culture. And the other thing is like, I'm Latina from New Jersey. Casey is from a, a sweet, nice town down here in the South and uh, where we live now. And just everything, all of our differences, all of our craziness, which is so funny that alien versus predator, because we eventually now, even though we weigh more, even though we are older 13 years later, we are more in love now, physically, emotionally, psycho like in every part of the world, we are more in love now than we ever have been. So it's, it is possible. It's not impossible to attack your predator, to attack the alien. It is very possible to merge them. And if I'm not mistaken, babe, did they not have a baby together? The alien and the predator? Yeah, I think one of them ended up. Yeah. <laughs> and we just had a baby and I'm 44 years old. So if you have been looking to have babies, <laughs> it is possible. All things are possible. That's a great story. And I like the way, you know, you guys had that whole opposite thing going. I mean, you got the Joycey Goyle. As that's how we used to say it from from my area in New York City. Uh, and we got the, you know, the the country boy, the country you know, reminds me of that old story that we read as kids, the city mouse and the country mouse. And they tried to go live with each other and they it just wouldn't work out. But you guys have made it work out. Now, that's another thing that people talk about today in relationships. They talk about this whole thing of opposites attract. But yet then you also hear that, no, we like to be with people who are similar. In fact, when we're trying to build rapport with someone, you know, I teach people about rapport building and I say people mm -hmm. like people who are like them. So how does that weigh out? I mean, is there like a line in the middle that draws that, you know, do opposites attract, do opposites make a long-term relationship or, and this is kind of where I'm getting at, or is it really about the commitment that the two people have to make it work no matter what? Mm. Yang, you got a word to say about that? 
just hearing you say that, I, like reflecting back on our own relationship and I'd have to say it would have a blend to it of everything what you're saying. I mean, it is like the opposite of attracts, but also there is a lot of similarities that means and me like enjoy, like we enjoy just lounging around and watching movies. We enjoy going out. We love the variety of like, all right, let's drop the kids off. Let's go to the airport. First flight that comes in or first flight going out. I mean, let's just find out where it's going to take us. And I mean, we're very spontaneous just going out and, and enjoying life, whether that's going downtown and just seeing what we can get into or just drive down the road and see where it takes us. That's really, I think, like the similarities between me and her. I mean, we love the the adventure, the unknown. And the other part is, is we do have the opposites where she's very loud at times and very talkative. And I'm the quiet one that can get loud when you rare me up a little bit. But um, I am very laid back and very like patient. And I believe that's a good combination between me and her. And I mean, we did collide in our relationship, it did get very dark many different times. A lot of that really ruled from like, we just didn't understand relationships. I mean, we were going from being um, abandoned by our partners and even our parents from time to time. And it's just the last part that you were saying is, is that commitment, that determination. We're both loyal people that just, once we're committed, it's like, we're, we're going to find a way. We're not going to give up. And of course, I know there's times we do want to give up, but that's when we lean into it even more and like what is really going on in this situation. I love that you said that about commitment, Tony. For me, it's been consistency. There's a saying of like, fake it until you make it. And I, I was raised with that. I was raised with like the abuse that was happening in the house. Like you fake it. You don't share what happened there. You don't share incest. You don't share any of the stuff that happened because la ropa de la casa no se la va afuera, which just means you don't wash your dirty laundry outside. And so that was instilled in me since I was little. And what I realized is that all of that junk, all of that dirty laundry eventually has to be washed, but it has to be washed consistently. It has to be washed where, where you feel safe, which is why your clients love you, Tony, because they, they trust you. They know you're consistent. They know it doesn't matter how much work it takes that you're going to be there. You're going to show up even when you just want to like shake us, right? Or shake your clients. And so the same thing happened with us. Like when it came time to realizing, was it opposite attracts? Heck Yeah. Our opposites attracted each other. I love that you also talk about rapport because our opposites were actually an internal thing that was happening. And I say that because this loud, large Jamila, I even wrote a book about it, loud, large, Latina, Fina, right? Loud and proud from New Jersey, 27 schools until graduated high school. You weren't going to tell me something different. I've been around the block type of thing, right? But yet he had exactly what my soul was thirsting for. My soul was thirsting for the quiet. But anytime anyone, anybody would tell me like quiet, silencio, close your legs, be a lady, gentle, all that stuff, it would make me mad. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we've got to be like this. And in reality, once I released that 
And it took years. I was 41 years old until I realized like, what else could it possibly mean? Cause I was fighting with the Yang like crazy. We have a king size bed and I was sitting at the, at the edge. Like I wouldn't even want to touch his blankets, let alone him. I hated him. And at that time he had a badass body. Like he was working out like three hours a day. He was still taking care of our kids. He was a behavior specialist at the school. Like he was doing everything on the outside that everybody would think is perfect. But for some reason, the stuff that was irking me was the stuff that my soul was tapping me and saying, hey, sweetness, hey, love, it's time. It's time. And so the only way that that happened, I was a principal of a school and one of the students actually took me down. I was the only administrator on campus. And this student had drugs, went to go get, you know, tell this person, this is exactly what I'm about to do. I was with the cop. I'm going to take those drugs. We're going to move on to our day and everything's going to be smooth. Not knowing that she was going to kick me down and the ambulance had to be called. My husband was 30 minutes away and he made it there before the ambulance left. And when I saw him through those windows in the back of that ambulance, and I saw him there panting and looking at me with love, Tony, I was like, what have I missed for the past eight years? What did I not see before that all of a sudden is in my face? And so for that, for the next eight months, I was literally almost in crippling pain because I was getting rid of, there was neurological damage to my arm. There was a whole mess of stuff that I had to come back. But in order for me to realize what I had to do, I felt like I had to transition through that. And we call it the contractions of life. And that's what happened and what opened up this beautiful relationship now with us. Now I'm picking up like this threefold thing here three C's commitment, Mm. consistency, and communication. Those three things are key. If you want to get through those, what you just called contractions of life. Yes. So let's start a little bit and maybe change gear and talk about when you're working with people who are having difficulty in their relationships, what types of problems are you seeing and how are you able to get those people to actually jumpstart the relationship just like when the car battery is weak or dead you hook up the jumper cables you jump the car we have to do that sometimes in our relationship how do you help people to overcome those things in their life that situation that you guys had where you were laying in bed and you're all the way over on the other side and you, you didn't even want to talk or much less touch this person but now you're more in love than ever so how do yeah. you go from that point a to point b I'm going to start this one, Yang, because this is where it got really amazing. So initially we thought it was an outer thing, an outer experience. Like, okay, now I'm meditating more. Now I'm praying more. Now I'm doing, doing, doing stuff. Right. And all of a sudden he looks angelic all of a sudden. But if he didn't take the trash out or didn't do what I expected him to do, I was going to punch him out. And how dare you make me lose my Jesus? And now the devil's going to come out. And so it just started like we started asking a lot of questions, which is actually the answer. 
So the questions that we were asking were more not why didn't he do this or why is she doing this? The questions are what do I need? What am I looking for? Where did I believe that he was the trash man in my family? And so all these questions started aligning for us. Then the pandemic, thank you, Jesus and devil almighty. Thank you all for the pandemic, because what the pandemic created us was to be even immersed with each other, because at that point, our business, we were doing mindset with schools and companies. All of a sudden, everything shut down. So I started going to work for seniors in their home, wiping their high knees by myself. And I felt like a failure. So that is when the questioning started. So it was over a year ago, questions started like, at first it started like, why me, God? Why is this happening to me? Which I know through the pandemic, everybody's asking that. Why did this happen to me? And then a nice question came, why not you? Why can't it be you? You're a badass, Jamile. You've been resilient from foster homes and shelters, flying cockroaches. You have gone through some stuff and have made it to the other side, have helped 18 years of students get to where they wanted to be, gangsters and everything. Why not you? And that is when we internalized it and said, what is my soul looking for? And that is where the yang comes in, working with our clients first. We call it, he's more the psychology and I'm more the magic spirituality. And so once you do the psychology of where it comes from, where did it come from? And I'll let him tell you why, what he does, which is like crazy. Thank you for like setting that up. I think I took our relationship, honestly, kind of backwards, meaning like I, like you were saying, we were all looking at things externally. Like if she would do this, then our relationship would be better. But just having the patience and just being open-minded in the relationship, not closed-minded, like it's got to be this way. And just allowing her, her space to do whatever it was that she was doing at the time, which was the meditation, which was the inner work, which was just exploring everything to find out who she really is. And at first I got really angry and I also even got scared because she's like, it's, it's me. I'm working on me. It's, I need to work on me. And it was to me scary from coming from an abandoned relationship, even having abandonment in my childhood as well. And I got scared and it's like, what the heck? She's, she's going to have a relationship with herself. What the heck? I got scared with that. But all in honesty is like, she's right. You have to work on yourself. Like if you don't work on yourself, you're coming to something with a lot of a lot of like extra baggage and things that are just going to cause the issues because you haven't worked on those and you hadn't really truly figured out who you truly are. And for me personally, I was a very like frustrated person that was angry because just things weren't working the way I would like them externally. So I went around life and even in my first marriage, I was angry. Even in this marriage with Jamila, I was angry and frustrated a lot of times. I'll never forget, like, when before my dad passed away, it was like he told my mom, like, if that boy ever learns to just let go and just be happy with life and just live and stop being so critiqued about everything, just making sure everything's perfect and just release and release that damn anger. Because I used the anger 
when I was in um, high school playing baseball, I used all those, used that anger in the sports and it benefited me greatly. I mean, I became like the MVP in the baseball and it's like, it, it served me very well, but coming out into the real world, anger is not going to get you anywhere really, except a lot of heartache and letting people down and a lot of like just hurting people. But just recently, like Jamila saying, like going through COVID, it's like it's really given me that opportunity to work on myself. I'd already thought like I had done the work and I'd went to a lot of seminars and I'd read a lot of books and like I'm feeling great. Asking people, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, would you like to like level up your life or would you like to uh, go more into it or become more? And it's like, no, I'm good where I'm at. And it's like, no, there's always another level. And even when I, when you come to a point and you feel like, what else is there? How can I take my life to another level? And this is where like I've learned this process of releasing these negative emotions. And there's these five emotions that I can release or through this process. And it was done towards me. And it was like, once it was done, it was like this magical like experience of like with no like drugs or anything. It's just taking you through a quick like almost like a meditative experience and you release these emotions and the first one is anger since being released from that it's like your whole within the first session like your life is just oh my god I feel lighter I feel liberated I feel free and that was me now I understand like what Jamila kept stressing is like I need to work on me and going through that our relationships got even more better I need coming with my kids now it's like before I used to kind of I would enjoy my time but sometimes I'd get irritated but now it's like I come in and I'm fully present and I'm just enjoying every moment of my life now because I've like my dad said is just let go of that anger and just let go and enjoy life and that's what I've learned to do and since then I've been working with my clients every week they're like scheduling a time to get on so they can release these negative emotions. And it's like, they just, as soon as they finish a session, they're signing up again for the next one. And it's like, let's take it a little slow, just enjoy this process. And that's the relief they're getting. They're just on fire. They're enjoying life a lot more. They're showing up on the calls every time because they're like, they're glowing, they're radiating now. So most people, they're taught to release these negative emotions. They need to get rid of them because that's what's holding them back. But you just touched on something that's really important. They need to enjoy the process. They need to go through that process because that's where the learning comes from. And I really like what you said, Casey, about before you work on your relationship, you have to work on yourself because so many people come in and they expect that person in their life to be the one who fixes them, who changes their life. They'll fall for this person. They'll be swept away like a fairy tale and everything will send them living happily ever after. But if they are not fixed themselves, then they can't expect another person to come in and fix them and they can't expect to work together. You know, there's a movie, and I've talked about this before in the podcast, Jerry Maguire. Now, as a sports fan, Casey, you may be familiar with that movie. And as probably someone who watches romantic comedies, Yamila, you probably watched it for that reason. So you have different reasons. But that was a movie where both men and women could watch it. And it had Tom Cruise. And, and uh, who was the other guy? Uh, who was the other actor? Do you remember? Cuban Gooding Jr. Yes, Cuba Gooding Jr. Yes. Oh, he was great. Well, I used to joke around with people and I would say, you know, 
if I get into a relationship again, I want it to be just like that big line in Jerry Maguire. And people would look at me and they would say, what line do you think they would say? You complete me. Yeah, they would say that. But I'd say, no, not that line. Show me the money. That's <laughs> But seriously, that line, you complete me, drives me crazy because that is so not true, I think, because I think two people have to be complete together, you know, as individuals, and then they come together and then they walk on the same path together. That's how they become like you guys, you know, the yin and the yang. But you were both complete people and you work on yourself first to make yourself complete. Don't look to that other person to fix you because if you're looking to somebody else to fix you you're going to be disappointed and that's where the disappointments and the letdowns begin does that make sense yeah i, I love it and i'm going to take it even further and say it is about dancing with your darkness so this fix it mentality this fix it mentality like um, almost thinks that we're broken or that something needs to be tinkered in us. But in reality, that dirty thought, those things that we thought was like, oh my God, we can't think like that. We can't have sex that way, or we can't, whatever it is, that's the dance of the darkness that actually many psychologists have talked about this. It is the beauty of humanness. We are humans becoming because the our soul was like i want to come here and experience it all i want to experience peanut butter and jelly and a filet mignon i want to experience it and so when we kind of like try to cover up the moon and the darkness we're covering up some yummy parts of us and darkness doesn't necessarily have to be bad right it just is it is it just is. And I love that you said about the you complete me because when I look in the mirror, I can now say, Jamile, you complete me. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Exactly. Casey, you, you have thoughts on that? You look like you're wanting to say something. No, I just actually enjoy talking about this topic of like relationships. And I mean, of course, it like I said, I thought it was coming into a relationship. We got to work on the relationship and not myself because we'll figure it out or something. But our, I mean, that was like my driving force is trying to figure out like, why do we do what we do? Why is it that like I'm feeling the way I am? Coming into the marriage of like saying like, you fulfill me. No, it's not. It's like what Jamila's done to me and I hated it, but that was like what a coach is. I mean, that's what the coaches did on the ball field is they kept pushing me, pushing me, pushing me to my greatness. And that's what she's done. I mean, even from like the, the first time she broke up with me, it's like, well, you need to work on this. And it's like, I took it. Like I was pissed off. Like, what about you? What you going to work on? And it's like, she had these expectations for me. And that's where a lot of us in relationships get in trouble is we have these expectations for our partners. And if they don't hold up to those expectations, that's where we start to get into these little scuffles and disagreements. And, but it all turned like when we started appreciating one another. And that's where Jamila was talking earlier about is like, we just started appreciating one another because now, like she said, now I complete myself. Now it's like, I can appreciate you a lot more now because I feel a hell of a lot better about myself. And that is where like the magic happens in the relationships is it could be one person in a relationship just changing 
working on themselves and now they're coming into the relationship to give and when they start giving in the relationship that's when like their partner like starts waking up like holy crap they really do love me they do appreciate me they oh my gosh now it's like contagious now they're wanting to change now they're wanting to work on this because you be in a room with someone that's exciting you want to be around people like that i mean not too many people want to be around like sad depressed people they, it's like a repellent but when you come into a relationship all excited and enjoying life i mean of course it's going to take some time to to wear down that angry person because they've lived that way for so long but once they finally just surrender to the process they're like you know what i'm tired of like because i want to be happy i want to go out here and have fun and and take this unemployment area of my face and turn it into like this smiling clown face, like just smiling and enjoying life because it's releasing dopamine to just smile. I mean, our relationship has just, just blossomed big time by just experiencing all of this and appreciating one another. That's beautiful. Appreciation is so important. I, I totally agree. We need to appreciate things, not just our relationships, but really everything in our life. But a lot of times I think it's always good to look at the other person and always remember what you appreciate about them. Even when you're in the middle of a, a knockout drag out fight, you know, think about why am I with this person? What do I appreciate about them during the hardest times? Because when you start to appreciate when you're in gratitude, you can't be angry. Be thankful for that person and realize, think about the things that brought you together to begin with. So I'm just going to turn this in another direction before we close this out, because this has been a lot of fun and I'm sure we could probably go on for another another half hour, another hour even talking about this. And I love listening to your story and I, I love the way you two kind of play off each other in your conversation. You can just tell that you guys are definitely that power couple. And I love how you call yourself the, the yin and the yang because that's uh, it's so cool. There may be someone out there listening. Maybe they've been together for a while. Maybe they've been married for maybe 15 years. They've passed that nice eight year mark, but things are rough. I mean, dealing with the kids, dealing with work, dealing with pressures, and they've just kind of felt like they're drifting apart because you hear this all the time. I talk to a lot of attorneys and in the field of investigations, I deal with a lot of attorneys and you hear couples say that they grew apart. That is probably the biggest phrase that I've heard. So if you have a couple out there that might be listening now, or maybe Maybe the husband or wife or the boyfriend, girlfriend or whoever, whatever partner is listening and is feeling that pressure right now. Maybe would each of you give one tip that you could say to that couple out there to try to help them ignite their relationship and jumpstart things again? My, one of, my question is, what do you truly desire? Where has it gotten to that you forgot even about you? What are you looking for and you truly desire? And asking those questions, like, is it more sex? Is it more time with her? Do I even like her? Okay, why don't I like her? And asking over these questions, not accusatory of you or them, but questions to yourself. What do I want? What do I truly desire? Be the devil's advocate and go down that list, realizing, oh, that's what it is. It was three years ago when my sister-in-law said that I was a loser with this gut or something. And the more questions we ask, honestly, that is when the answers will come. So dare to dance with that darkness and ask questions before you cut it, 
because it's like 25 grand to 50 grand to cut it. <laughs> wow, that's good motivation right there. How about you, Casey? Yeah, I would probably, I mean, that would be one of the first things like, what is it you really want? Yeah, we can go back to like, what, how was the relationship at the beginning? But really, it goes back to, I mean, that was eight years ago, 10 years ago. If you're like, how did the relationship start? I mean, of course. And I mean, we do go back to that from time to time just to see what was that initial spark that got y'all going? What was it that attracted you to that partner? What was that? What, where's that flame went out? But really going back to like what Jamile said, it's like, what is it you truly desire? What is it that you want from this relationship? And that is one thing that, I mean, that we've experienced ourselves is like, we've came from like a religious background where it's like, we got to stay together. We got to stay together and all these religious scriptures. But for us, it's like, we're not going to tell you you need to stay in this marriage or stay in this relationship. And that's why we ask, like, what is it you truly desire? Because it might be like, it's time to get out of this relationship because it is abusive or it is something that's dead inside. And that's, I think one of the things that would probably separate us is that we're not going to try to force you to stay in a relationship. You sure as the hell don't need to stay in it for. And I know even for my own parents and some of my own relatives, like they stayed in a relationship of marriage only because of their children. And once their children graduated, it was like, all right, I'm out. And I hate that, that people will do that. I hate it because of like the kids go through all this and then it's like, what the heck just happened? But that's where, like, coming back to what Jamile is saying is it's really what is it you truly desire? I like the way you brought that up and you mentioned with other relationships. I think some people, they do stay in these relationships. They stay in these abusive relationships. They stay in these relationships because they feel that maybe this is the best I can get or even worse, this is all I deserve someone that's the saddest thing in the world to see somebody who stays in an abusive relationship because their self-esteem says this is all i deserve this is the best i can get so the fact that you brought up that you know what yes we do want to jumpstart these relationships and we do want these relationships to continue and we don't want the divorce rate to go up but yet sometimes you really have to know what's really going on and what do you really want here what do you truly want so i love how you brought that up so let me ask you this before we close out is people are listening right now and something you said today has really resonated with them and they'd like to reach out to you and maybe to help ignite their relationship, get that spark going again. How would they reach out? Well, let's chat. Let's talk about the darkness. Ignitingrelationships.com. One of the best ways to kind of get a full glimpse of who the heck we are and into who the heck you are. Ignitingrelationships.com is the best way. Anything to add to that, Casey? No, she's the, the guru behind all the connections and the chats at this moment. Getting people, like taking them through the timeline therapy to get them to like unleash that inner being of who they are. I mean, just awakening them, igniting their souls. Well, as we close today, I ask all of my guests this one question, and I'm going to ask both of you this question. So I'll go to... Jamile first, ladies first, because I try to be a gentleman. What does being purposely positive mean to you? To be consistent, to being consistent in whatever it is. Positivity, 
I think has lost its term, like, because we want to be like, oh, everything's happy, 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 happy. And we forget that not everything is happy. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to have that darkness. And purposely positive for me means be consistent about it. What is it that you desire? Casey, your turn. Now, I mean, I really like that because being intentional and doing stuff intentionally, I mean, a lot of times unknowingly, we do a lot of things unintentionally that affect us in a negative way, but doing things intentionally in a positive way, like doing the gratitude, being positive in the mindset of what you're saying, whether that's transformational language, just doing that intentionally is like rewiring your brain, conditioning yourself to where you're going to constantly be looking for that great opportunity, that positive outlook on a situation. And we can go through something that's horrific, but yet we can still have that great outlook on it and have that positive outlook on things. Purposely positive has the word purpose has two meanings. I believe it's on purpose and for a purpose that on purpose is exactly what you talked about your intentions you have to pay attention to what are your intentions so i like the way you summarize that and uh, this has been a great conversation guys i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today and to talk to our listeners you know thanks so much for being here thank you Thank you so much. Yeah, we, we it was such a treat, especially your voice. It's so hypnotic. I love it. Ah, you should hear me do guided meditations. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Yes. Yeah, I do that for my clients. Thanks again, guys. And uh, we'll talk again soon. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the purposely positive podcast brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And you know, you may not be feeling very successful right now in your life. You may be striving in your life and you want to really start thriving. If you'd like to turn that striving into thriving, I have a free resource. It's an ebook, Strive to Thrive, and it can be downloaded from TonyWCoaching.com. So go there and Take your life from striving to thriving and live that purposely positive life.